Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you will be encouraged and blessed by the anointed Word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com. Man, it is truly an honor to be back in Apostolic Worship Center one more time. And I uh, was talking to Pastor before service and some of the others trying to remember the last time we were here. And uh, it has been a while. And uh, it's good to be back. And, and I'm looking at the congregation, and some of y'all are getting old. Amen. And I joined that group. And uh, uh, life goes on. And then I'm looking at Pastor Borders and Sister Borders and just doesn't seem fair. They look the same as they have for the last 10 years or more. Amen. Some of us wear life a little harder than others. Amen. But uh, it is truly an honor to be here and, and uh, to be with your pastor and, and family and people that we admire, respect very, very much. And, and uh, I feel very honored to occupy this pulpit today knowing that uh, today is a special day honoring our mothers, and uh, it's usually custom of pastor to uh, to preach a special message to the mothers, and, and for him to allow me to speak today is is an honor, and I, I uh, appreciate it very much. As he mentioned, we just came from School of Missions. It was the largest school of missions in the history of the United Pentecostal Church, and um, I had... I can't even tell you. I was, I was wanting to remember everybody that was, would come up to me during the two weeks that we were there, and they would say, uh, where are you going to be Sunday for Mother's Day? And I said, I'm going to be with my mom and dad, and they go to Brother Borders Church in Norman, Oklahoma. And so when I said my mom and dad, everybody in missions knows my mom and dad, and they said, well, make sure you give them a hug from me. And then I said, I'm going to be with Brother Borders in Norman, Oklahoma. And they lit up again because everybody knows Brother Borders in Norman, Oklahoma. And so everybody was saying greetings. So I greet you from School of Missions. Everybody said hi. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That way I covered it and I, I hope I because uh, there were a whole bunch of them. Amen. And we appreciate this church and the burden you have for missions, not only in your finances that you give, but uh, Brandon and, and his family uh, representing this church, preaching the gospel in New Zealand. What an honor to know that children from this church have gone and are preaching the gospel overseas, and you are a part of that. That is an awesome, awesome thing. And and uh, we love you very much. Mom and Dad, being in service one more time with them. And I was thinking this week when the last time was that I pa uh, spent a Mother's Day with my mother. And uh, I can't remember it. And, and I hate to say that. I know some of you uh, are with your mothers every Mother's Day. And I envy you. But please understand it's her fault. And not because of any wrong she did, but mom and dad taught me very clearly to seek first the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness. And uh, that's what we do. And so we miss family occasions and birthdays, and, and uh, we've not been, available, been together for many uh, Mother's Days and Father's Days. But please know that we love you very much and uh, glad that you're here and hope that you stay here for a while. In more ways than one, I mean that. Amen. It's time to settle down and behave. Amen. And uh, I noticed that they came in a little bit late, and I'm sure there's a reason for that. But I told Brother Borders if they were in my church, I'd discipline them because they know better than that. And trust me, I know they know better than that because I was never allowed to come in late. And uh, Dad was very strict on that. So pray for him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's good to have my son here, Cameron. He has come in today to, to spend Mother's Day with his mom and, and his nana. And I'm glad that he's here uh, today. And, of course, my wife, happy Mother's Day. And uh, don't have words to express my love. For the last 32 years, we have traipsed all over the world together. And she has never complained, ever. We've been robbed. We've had many difficult times. We've faced death on more than one occasion, and I haven't come to talk about all of that. But she has never one time said, take me home. And uh, I appreciate that very much. To all of you mothers, happy Mother's Day. We love you. Mom Borders, happy Mother's Day. Veteran missionary. And uh, we appreciate all of you. A famous person once said, it's not easy being a mother. If it were easy, fathers would do it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Stand with me if you would. When we think of mothers, one of the first things that come to our minds is the love of a mother. And I know many of those children talking, and what a, what a beautiful presentation uh, of our kids and talking about the things they love about their mother. I noticed that none of the things they mention cost a whole lot of money. But they were the little things like time and attention and and cooking and all of the things that only moms can do. And I, so beautiful. But I want to preach to you for the next few minutes with the help of the Lord about love. What an important subject today. Amen. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 38. The Apostle Paul writing to the church of Rome. Chapter 8 and verse 38. Notice what he said. Paul said, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
I don't come today with a complicated message. It's actually very simple. I want to remind you this morning something that I trust that you already know. Jesus loves you. Think about that for a moment. Doesn't it feel good to, to think about that? Jesus loves me. Say it with me. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. More than a Sunday school song that children sing. Friend, that's the most important fact of your life today. Jesus loves you. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this house today. Thank you, God, for the spirit that we can feel. And I, I ask you, Lord, to anoint me one more time. Allow me to share, Lord, what I, I feel in my spirit. And, Lord, what you've quickened to my heart. Touch this congregation, Lord. Touch hearts today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And you may be seated. Amen. Before I begin, let me say that I bring greetings this morning from... Uh, Life Tabernacle Pentecostal Church in Madrid, Spain, church that I have the privilege of pastoring, and uh, they send greetings to all of you. If you ever have the opportunity to visit Spain, I would highly recommend it. It is a beautiful, beautiful nation, and we are having revival in Spain. Praise the Lord. We're thankful for everything that God is doing in our country, and uh, as you're aware with this uh, uh, pandemic that we're all facing and I look at at the congregation and some of you are sitting real close together and and most of you don't have mask on and 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 I envy those days because we're still not there yet in Spain as a matter of fact when you come into the door of our church you have to wash your uh, the soles of your shoes in a in a in a gel pad that is put out there and then you have to dry them off, and then you have to put uh, uh, the disinfectant on your hands, and they have to make sure that you have your mask. We used to have to take everybody's temperature, but thankfully we're not doing that anymore. And uh, you have to register for church. You can't just show up. You have to have your name on the list, and it's limited seating. And because of all of the restrictions that we're having uh, this Sunday and until uh, further notice, we are having seven services on Sunday trying to accommodate the crowd. And so it's a very interesting moment. And uh, when you pray, please remember Spain. Please remember me. I don't know if you've ever gone to seven services on a Sunday before. Some of you, it costs going twice on a Sunday. Amen. But please remember us in your prayers. And uh, the Lord is helping. Amen. We're having revival. Souls are being baptized and receiving the Holy Ghost. And we're thankful for all of that. Praise the Lord. I remember when I was much, much, much younger, you could often hear on the radio the words of a famous long-haired singer with a beautiful voice. And he would serenade with these words. He would say, Love is a wonderful thing. Makes you smile in the pouring rain. Turns your world into one sweet dream. Takes your heart and makes it sing. Yeah, love is a wonderful thing. I don't know if you remember that, but if you do, 
you're probably as old or older than I am, but it still rings true today. Love is a wonderful thing. Aren't you thankful for love this morning? Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter your culture nor the country that you live in. doesn't matter the language that you speak nor the color of your skin. Love is a popular theme, theme to everybody. Wherever you go, wherever you look, whatever generation or social class that you're dealing with, love, or at least the concept of love, can be found. Since the very beginning of recorded time, thousands upon thousands of songs, countless poems, and mountains of books have been written in every language about love. Think about it. Falling in love. Wishing that you were in love. Losing love or finding love. Searching for love. Missing that one that you love. Being grateful for love. And the list goes on and on and on. And you get the point. Love is a wonderful thing. Countless movies, plays have been written about it. All around us as we travel down the throughways of our country, we can see billboards and hear commercials and advertisements that promote, promote it. Throughout the course of history, it is interesting to read how many wars have started due to love. How many times love has brought peace to warring nations. It is most definitely a wonderful thing. And then consider the commercialization of this thing called love. Anybody ever heard of a day that comes around every February the 14th? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Valentine's Day. Are you aware that this past Valentine's Day, which by the way was considered a down year due to the COVID pandemic, but this past Valentine's Day, just in the United States of America alone, they spent over $21.8 billion on Valentine's Day. That's with a B. Billion. Think about it. $5.8 billion were spent on jewelry. $4.3 billion spent on dining out. $2.9 billion spent on clothing. $2.4 billion spent on candy. $2.3 billion spent on purchasing flowers. They sold over 196 million roses that day. $2 billion were spent on gift cards. $1.3 billion spent on greeting cards. They sold over 180 million greeting cards on that day. And here you thought that little handful of flowers you bought from that dude on the side of the highway on your way home from work was cutting it. No. You got you to gotta get your game up. Amen. $21.8 billion. This morning I was just curious what the economists were estimating will be spent on this Mother's Day today. And I found that they are anticipating that, they're, that Americans, just the United States of America, will spend approximately $28 billion on Mother's Day. Think about that just for a moment. 
Last night I was uh, ran through Dollar General and uh, real quickly, and there was a little boy there, and he was doing his part for Mother's Day and the economy. He found one of those uh, drink cups that uh, with the lid on it, and the straw, real glittery and pretty, and he found that, and he was so proud of his his find and. Excuse me, he, was, he had his card, and he was in the line behind me, and he was reading his card, the card to his little buddy, and they were so proud. They knew that mom is going to be so happy today when she gets that cup. And it was, it was, it was neat to watch the, that these little guys were doing their part to, for Mother's Day. Amen. It's a beautiful thing, this love. And with all of the numbers that I've just mentioned, just by those numbers alone, it would seem that anywhere you look, anywhere you go, love is in the air. It would seem, my friend, that we are living in a time of pure utopia and that love is everywhere. But I don't notice if you've been paying attention. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but have you noticed lately just how hateful our world has become. We've never seen a time like this before. Hatred in the streets all around us. We are facing more broken homes and broken hearts than we've ever seen before. There's anger and violence and hatred and rage. The likes that we have never witnessed in our lifetimes. And we hear heartbreaking stories of parents that take, are taking the lives of their children. And, and children that are killing their parents. It doesn't even make sense. And then you hear stories of, of people walking down the street, uncontrolled hoodlums that are just arbitrarily taking the lives of strangers. And it doesn't compute. And it seems like it's a daily thing that we're hearing of people walking into shopping malls or department stores and just opening fire and taking lives of people that they don't even know. And it's astounding to us when we hear all of the accounts of child abuse and neglect and racism and genocide and the list goes on and on and on but I trust you get to, to the point this morning we are living in a very desperate world we are living in a very violent and hateful mentality in our world today and we're facing that and the simple truth my friend is this there's not enough love songs to be written there's not enough pretty cards to be purchased there's not not enough flowers or chocolate candies that can restore the true love that this world so desperately needs. And that's a fact, my friend. We need an injection of true, pure love today. We need to go back to the source to where love begins and recognize what true love is all about. Oh, praise the Lord. You see, in order to find the truest purest form of any substance you've got to trace it back to its roots you've got to go back to its origin you've got to find where it begins the apostle john knew that well when he picked up his pen and he began to identify for you and i the very source of true love listen to what he said you know it well he said for god so loved the world 
that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What a beautiful declaration. Porque de tal manera amó Dios al mundo, que ha dado a su Hijo unigénito, para que todo aquel que en él cree no se pierda, mas tenga vida eterna. It doesn't matter the language you say it in. It's a beautiful, beautiful declaration. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Why don't you turn to somebody next to you this morning and tell them that. Smile. Jesus loves you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The truest, purest love this world will ever know is the love of God. And in light of that precious truth, the Apostle Paul in the text that we read this morning, writing to the church of Rome, he begins to express an extremely important fact. I know we've read it many times, but I, I want to share something this morning that, that, that maybe can touch the heart of someone here today. He wants you to understand. And Paul, in his, in, in, in his oratorical abilities and with his, the extreme intelligence that this man possessed, he, he, he was trying to tell us something, trying to drive something home, and he wanted us to know the church in Rome back then and the church today. He wanted us to understand that nothing but absolutely nothing Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And in trying to establish that fact, Paul, being a scholar of Old Testament history, having studied for many years the, the, the history and the law, he was very, very familiar with the story of creation. No man, no. No telling how many times Paul had, had read the writings of Moses and, and his account of creation's story. He had read many times those, those familiar scriptures that, that are in the beginning of all of our Bibles. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Paul knew that story well. He knew all of the facts of how our omnipresent, uh, omnipotent, uh, uh, omnip uh, I'm trying to speak Spanish, folks. And if you don't help me, I'm going to turn to Spanish. And this is going to end up being a big mess for everybody. Amen. Omnipotente, omnisciente, omnipresente Dios. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what happens when you fly home for a meeting and you've been used to preaching in Spanish for so long. Amen. Paul knew about how God, our all-powerful God, established order on this earth that was without form. 
He knew about how God had given structure to that which was void and how our great God spoke, spoke light uh, into the darkness of this world. He knew very well that from the very beginning of creation, God established the laws of nature. Laws that still exist even to this day uh, and govern our world even to this day. Uh, and Paul, knowing all of those facts, uh, said, church, i got to tell you something this morning. Pay attention to what I'm telling you. God loves you so much that He is willing to break the very laws of nature that He Himself put in place. He loves you so much. He is willing to violate His own rules to get to you. I hope somebody's hearing me this morning. I'm trying to tell you nobody loves you like Jesus. Nobody loves you like your Savior loves you. Oh, praise the Lord. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. And Paul begins to establish his case by addressing some of the laws of nature that govern our lives today, uh, one of which none of us really like that much. Uh, it's the law of life and death, uh, the physical law that we all live by. Uh, Paul said, I want you to know something. Uh, life can't stop God from loving you, uh, and death can't stop God uh, from loving you. Uh, it hinders all of us, uh, and we hate to admit it, but the truth is life is just a vapor. We're here today. We're gone tomorrow. We, we, we joke about aging, but life goes on and it affects us all. We understand, friend, that none of us are here forever. And when the cycle of life comes and we've all stood by the graveside and we've wept over a lost loved one and we all carry those memories in our hearts of people that have gone on before us, yes, life and death affects us all. But Paul said, I want you to understand something. That won't stop God. You say, explain it to me, Brother Burgess, what, Paul, what Paul's really meaning. And I have to admit, it goes way beyond my comprehension. But all I know is, God loves you so much, He will not let anything stop Him from getting to you. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Oh, praise the Lord. He goes on to address the law of time. He said nothing in your present, nothing in your future. And oh, how often we're restricted by the law of time. It governs all of our lives. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your banking account. It doesn't matter who you are. You get 24 hours in one day. You get 60 minutes in an hour, 60 seconds in a minute. Nobody gets more and nobody gets less. That's the law that governs us and our lives. But my friend, the Bible says... God says that, that time can't stop me from loving you. Let me tell you something, friend. There is absolutely nothing in your present that can stop God from loving you. Hear me now. Perhaps you're here this morning and the enemy's trying to tell you what you've done and who you are makes you a non-candidate for the love of God. But I'm here to tell you the Bible says that nothing can stop him from loving you. There's nothing about your present and there's nothing about your future that will cause God from to stop loving you. Oh, aren't you happy for that? 
But let me address the, the elephant that oftentimes we find in the room. What about the past? The Bible says there's now no condemnation. Nothing about time can stop him from loving you. Let me tell you something, friend. There is absolutely nothing in your past that can stop him. I know the enemy tries to tell us different. I know Satan tries to, to bring up our past. And we all have a past. And we all have things in our, in our histories that we would like to forget and wish we could go back and do over again. And we understand that that's impossible. But let this preacher remind you this morning, Jesus loves you. He loves you more than anything that has ever happened in your past. He loves you more than anything that's going on in your present. And He's telling you it matters not what happens tomorrow. I will still love you. I will still love you. Jesus loves me. This I know. He said neither height nor depth. The law of space. You and I are confined to a certain area. As missionaries, I, I, I can tell you how many times get a phone call and, and, and there's a need and there's a situation and, and, and so many times one would like to be in two places at one time and would like to be able to take care of situations and be with family, but, but, but it's impossible. None of us can. Uh, and you, you realize that there's limitations in, in, in the time and in the, in the space that I occupy. I can't be everywhere at one time. Uh, but the Bible says uh, there is no place on this universe uh, where God can't find you. Oh, you need to hear me this morning. Amen. There's no place you can go where He can't find you. You can ascend to the highest heights or you can go to the deepest depth. He will still be there. He will still find you. And if you don't believe me, just ask Jonah. Because, friend, if he can hear the prayer of a rebellious preacher in the stomach of a fish in the bottom of the sea, don't think for a minute He can't hear you when you cry out to Him. Nothing can stop you from the love of God. Neither height nor depth. And then He goes on to name angels and principalities and powers. He's wanting you to know, friend, there's not enough demons in hell that can stop you from the love of God. There is not a demon that exists that can impede you from coming to Him. Oh, praise the Lord. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is of a man by the name of Legion. He was a demon-possessed man. We don't even know how many spirits possessed this man. But what I love about the story is that when Jesus arrived on the scene, the Bible says that this man, this uncontrolled demon-possessed man, came and knelt at the feet of Jesus. Think about that just for a moment. All of the demons that were inside of him screaming no. Every single one of them trying to stop his progress. But not one of them was able to stop this man in need from kneeling at the feet of Jesus. And that just proves my point, friend. There is not a devil in hell that can stop you from coming to the presence of Jesus Christ. Before we end this service, 
I will be given an invitation to come forward. Now that, that moment, you've got to make a choice. Some will come, but perhaps you may decide to stay in your seat. That's your right. But don't blame it on the devil. Hello. Don't act like the devil's holding you back. Because he can't. There's not enough devils to hold back a child of God in need. And if you want to be at his feet, nothing can stop you from coming forward. Oh, I hope somebody understands me this morning. Nothing can stop him from getting to you. And the other story that I quickly share because I love it so much. When Jesus looked at that man and his need, he started rebuking demons out of, out of that man. And the demons made a prayer request. They said, can we please go to the pigs? Y'all know the story. Can we please go to the pigs? And Jesus said, go to the pigs. I like that because those are the same demons that try to tell you He doesn't hear you when you pray. And whenever the enemy starts to tell you, you don't have to ask for that. You don't need to pray about that. He doesn't listen to you. All you have to say is, you know He listens because when you were in legion and he and you asked Him if you could go to the pigs, He let you go to the pigs. He answered your prayer, so He's going to really answer mine because He likes me. Oh, praise the Lord. He loves me. He's going to answer every prayer I pray. Amen. Why don't you give Him a hand clap of praise this morning? Hallelujah. So Paul makes this list and he begins to establish the fact that nothing can stop him from coming to you. Nothing can stop the love of God from getting to you. And friend, I've come this morning with this simple message to remind you that Jesus loves you. And I know it's a simple thought, but yet many of us forget that in the daily toils of life. We allow the enemy to convince us that we are not important important to our Savior. We allow the enemy to make us think that I'm in a place right now where God can't find me. He has forgotten about me. I'm all alone and I'm, fa I'm facing this problem all by myself and he doesn't see my tears and he doesn't hear my cries and I, I'm insignificant to, insignificant to him and I've come to tell you that's a lie friend the devil is a liar and he's the father of liar Jesus loves you I said Jesus loves you oh praise the Lord what a beautiful beautiful thought to know that he Jesus loves you so much that he was willing to go against his own creation to get to you. No law of nature can separate him from you. Paul could have rested his case right there. He made, a, he made a good case. He could have stopped right there. And that would have been enough. But I can imagine this intelligent man 
as he's writing and he's thinking about everything because he wants the church to understand the importance of this message. Nothing stops Jesus from getting to you. And after he's exhausted everything that he could think of, every law of nature that comes to his mind, I can see him sitting there and thinking, just perhaps I'm missing something. Just perhaps there's going to be someone someday, maybe on Mother's Day of 2021, in a town in Oklahoma, there might be somebody there that listens to the Word and says, yeah, but what about this one? Or what? about that one or presents a case that maybe I haven't covered yet and so Paul says I'm going to settle this once and for all and he writes the words nor any other creature the amplified version says nor any other thing created in other words you fill in the blanks you decide what to put there I don't know what kind of creatures you may be facing today. But I've come here to tell you this morning, they cannot stop you from the love of God. Pastor mentioned those that need prayer for sicknesses in their body. Maybe the enemy's got you convinced that your sickness impedes God from getting to you. But let me tell you the story of a blind man named Bartimaeus. His blindness didn't stop him from getting the attention of Jesus. Let me tell you the story of a lame man by the pool of Bethesda. That didn't stop Jesus from loving him. He came to him and he touched him. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, there is nothing that can stop Jesus from loving you. We, 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 we're, we're talking a lot about race today. And, and people are, are taking sides on a, a very, very important issue. And there's different ideas. And perhaps you've come to think that, that maybe God is, is particular to a certain race, a certain color. No, 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 my friend. God doesn't have color. God doesn't have race. God loves everybody the same, my friend. And He proved it over and over and over and over and over again. A missionary told a story last week that touched my heart so much. He was praying and he was praying for his country and why he wasn't having revival. And he said the Lord spoke to him. And he said, the reason you're not having revival is you're trying to Americanize them. Wow. You're preaching an American God to them. You need to tell them on their level, in their culture, about me. And then he said something that I, it, just, it just grabbed me. He said, the Lord told him, you need to understand, son, I'm not an American. Wow. What a beautiful, liberating thought to know. Jesus ain't a Yankee. And He ain't from the South either. He loves all of us the same. Aren't you thankful for that? Can you give Him a hand clap of praise? Praise the Lord. Perhaps you're fighting disappointment today and you're wondering where is God when I need God. 
Perhaps you've done right, but you've been treated wrongly and it's not fair what you're facing today. And you're wondering, how am I going to get through this? Because it just doesn't work. It's not working out like I thought it would. Uh, well, let me tell you the story of John, the one that wrote those words, for God so loved the world. Here he is now an old man. He's been doing good his whole life. He's taken care of the mother of the Savior even up until her death. He's been faithful. He's been loving. But instead of getting a for his wall. They take him and they throw him in a prison called Patmos. He's all by himself on a barren island in the middle of the Mediterranean. Things aren't going well for John. Instead of being applauded, he's being ridiculed and he's suffering. But what did John do? The Bible says, and I love it so much because we've come through a quarantine some of us. We've come through a rough streak some of us and I take courage in the words of John. Here he is in Patmos. Things are going wrong. But John penned these words. He said, but I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Amen. He was saying, hey, it doesn't matter where I am and it doesn't matter the circumstances that I'm facing. Jesus came to see me today. I was in the presence of the Lord today. I'm talking to you this morning. Perhaps you're in the middle of a trial. Perhaps you don't know where to turn perhaps life's not turning out the way that you want it to be but it's the Lord's day today and Jesus is in the house and he's come to touch you he's come to help you he's come to change your life and your circumstances stand with me this morning praise the Lord nothing stops him from loving you how about sin brother Burgess can sin stop me? No. Sin doesn't stop him from loving you. That's why Paul wrote, I am persuaded. Paul had blood on his hands. Innocent blood on his hands. He was not friendly to Christians before he became one. And it was the transform, transforming power of Jesus Christ that changed his life in the middle of his wrongdoing and his sin. And that's why he could say, I'm persuaded. It's not something I think about. It's not something I hope for. It's something that I know about. But there's an unknown man hanging on a cross. Don't know the extent of his crimes, but he was in the middle of his own execution when he turned to Jesus hanging there beside him. He began to ask him for forgiveness. And Jesus said, Today, you'll be with me in paradise. I don't know all the crimes that man had committed. But I do know one thing. When it came crunch time, none of them mattered. For Jesus forgave him right there on the spot. Don't let the enemy tell you 
that you're not good enough for God. None of us are good enough. Will you bow your heads with me just for a moment? Paul said, but God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. May I tell you that the greatest demonstration of love that this world has ever known is a place called Calvary. The innocent Lamb of God, He that knew no sin, took the sins of the world upon Him. And He died for you and I. Why did He do it? Why did He take your shame and your sin? Why did He suffer ridicule and injustice in my stead? Why did He freely accept the cruel death of Calvary? He didn't have to. He could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world and set Him free. He could have stepped down from that cross at any moment. But He didn't. Why? Because He so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish. He loves you. And the greatest response that you can make to that love today is to join me for a moment here at these altars. If you're visiting or if you're a member, it doesn't matter. Why don't you take just a moment to thank Him for His love to you. Why don't you come down here and stand just, just for a moment with us if you've never received the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life, this is your day. The greatest gift to be given today is that somebody receive the gift of His Spirit. Will you join us? Will you raise your hands to Him for a moment with your own words? Will you begin to express your thankfulness? He didn't have to love me, but thank God He did. He didn't have to save me. He didn't have to bleed and die for me. He didn't have to, but He did. Can you raise your hands? I feel the Holy Ghost in this house right now. With your own words, can you begin to talk to Him for a moment? Oh, let His presence touch you. Let His Spirit touch you for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, how He loves you. Oh, how He loves you. That's it. Let the Holy Ghost flow right now. Let His Spirit flow right now. There's no condemnation in this house today. There's no judgment in this house today. Only the love of Jesus Christ. Only the love for you and I.
Let him touch you, friend. Let him touch you. Thank you, Jesus. You have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located in Norman, Oklahoma. We are located at 3221 North Porter Avenue, Norman, Oklahoma, 73071. Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. And we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night. For more information, visit our website, www.awcnorman.com. You can call us at 405-329-1285 or email us at info at awcnorman.com. We hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.